I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. I said that I was going to do a podcast uh, the week after the last one, but I discovered a problem, and that was the headset that I used to record these podcasts on. I had misplaced the USB cable to charge it when I moved, so I've been spending the last... 10 or so days tearing apart my new apartment trying to find it and I only found it a couple hours ago so after I got it charged I decided okay I'm going to record yeah my prediction for Cotto Martinez sucked it sucked big time because as soon as Miguel landed that first left hook yeah, I, I, again, I wasn't even watching the fight. I'm, you know, I'm following on social media, but I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, oh, I really need to change my prediction and go back on that quickly, but obviously I can't. I wrote about it. I wrote a nice little blog piece that you should be reading before you listen to this, so read that because I don't want to go over the fight again. There's no point. Uh, let's move on to other things. There was a surprise upset this past weekend as Ruslan Provodnikov lost his WBO light welterweight title to undefeated Chris Algieri. Algieri actually was down twice in the first round and the first time it looked like that was going to keep him down for good because it was just this beautiful vicious left hook from Provodnikov and... uh, I'm surprised that Algieri was able to get up, but he did. Uh, he was down again in that round, but he was able to come back and win the fight uh, using his boxing skills and his movement. Uh, but like I said, the eye, his eye, it was uh, very swollen, uh, very red. It reminded me of, if you've seen the uh, the pictures of Carmen Basilio in his second fight with uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, you see that his eye gets really swollen. And he said that it looked like this uh, plum in his eye. Well, that's kind of what uh, Algieri had. It's really gross to look at, but at the same time, Carmen Basilio would probably approve of it. I'm hearing a lot of people complain about how uh, Algieri... They say that he ran the fight... See, I never like to call it running like that unless you are just avoiding the guy at all costs. If you're landing something and you're using your legs as movement to keep distance while at the same time you're landing your own shots, that's not exactly running, is it? Running would just be if you're constantly on the back pedal trying to move away like, come on, please don't hit me, please don't hit me, come on, avoid the shots, don't let the punch land, don't let the punch land. Oh god, I made it out of the round. Thank god, thank god, thank god. I I don't really see that as running. He's landing shots. And later, (laughs) Provodnikov admitted that, uh, you know, the... (laughs) That Algeri has the worst style for him. Uh, quote, I have to admit, runners are not my style. I said before, it's just not my style. He just ran and touched me. He just jabbed and touched me. This is the worst style for me. I like guys who are in front of me and fighting me. I gave a very exciting fight, and I think the fans were not sleeping in their seats. I did what I promised. Unquote. So is Ruslan Provodnikov kind of saying... 
that he's one dimensional because let's look back at uh, his previous two fights Mike Alvarado obviously that's going to be a big fight based on how Alvarado's fought against Brandon Rios in the past also Alvarado's not much of an effective boxer I've also heard that he's not the best in training camp that he's you know not putting a hundred percent in but those are just rumors and in his fight with Timothy Bradley the reason that it went the way it was was because Bradley had something to prove after the disputed decision he got against Manny Pacquiao Bradley wanted to prove that he had balls and he obviously did that but if Bradley had uh, boxed properly like his corner wanted to I mean he still got the decision but you could tell that his corner wasn't impressed Joel Diaz was giving him hell in the corner so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Boxing fans are also kind of saying that Algeria ran, but come on. This is not Rock'em Sock'em Robots, okay? As cool as it is, I'll admit, it's awesome when two guys are just standing in front of each other, going toe-to-toe, slugging it out like that, but guys like that, they don't have the longest careers, and also, you have to remember, this isn't Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Ah, I bopped your block off! That's, that's not fair. The green guy's arms are longer. Are not. So with this loss, it unfortunately also takes Ruslan Provodnikov out of the running to face Manny Pacquiao in an all-action fight. But now uh, Michael Conks, who, as you might recall, is Manny Pacquiao's advisor, he says, Oh no, Ruslan was never being considered for a potential opponent. No, he wasn't in the running. Bollocks. And if you're not from England or if you don't watch shows from the UK, that's basically British slang for nuts, as in balls. But uh, yeah, bollocks to that, because uh, everybody was talking about Ruslan versus Pacquiao. Roach was talking about it. Bob Arum was talking about it. So Michael Cox is either a liar or he's ridiculously out of touch with boxing. Either one would not surprise me, but come on, nobody's going to, uh, nobody's that excited for Chris Algieri versus Manny Pacquiao at the moment. At the moment, they're not excited for it. And apparently Juan Manuel Marquez is asking for $20 million for a fifth fight with Pacquiao. Good luck with that, man. Okay, let's move on to other news. Alex Ariza. I'm not going to say that I know a lot about the guy personally, but it just seems that wherever he goes, the dude can't seem to make friends. He really can't. I, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy. It was announced today by Robert Garcia that Alex Ariza, the strength and conditioning coach, will no longer be working with any of his fighters. Uh, this is a quote from Garcia. This time we are not going to work with Alex Ariza. We decided that Alex Ariza is not going to work with Brandon or Mikey or Maidana, none of my fighters. He's great at what he does. When I brought Alex here, the first thing I said is that we have the best team in the world, that nobody could beat us because we did have the best team in the world. Little differences that happened. There is no need to go over them, but yeah, he's no longer going to be in my camp with none of my fighters. 
So now the big story is, what the hell did he do? What the hell was he caught doing? Etc, etc. We're not going to get a straight answer out of anybody, because it's just going to raise a uh, big shadow of doubt over all the accomplishments that Garcia and his fighters have had in recent months. You just gotta wonder, maybe Alex Ariza should just open a gym of his own and just leave it at that. Feel bad for the guy in in, in some ways. I mean, I, I'm sure that he's trying to do the, the right thing, but I, I can't say that he's doing anything bad because he hasn't been caught doing anything bad. But still, what the hell is he doing that he can't stick around one place for a long period of time? Moving on. Robert Guerrero has decided to stop appearing on milk cartons and start appearing in the ring. That's right. We haven't seen him since May of 2013, but Robert the Ghost Guerrero is making his comeback this weekend against, I hope I'm pronouncing this name correctly, Yoshihiro Kamigai of Japan. Uh, Kamigai is 24-1 and with 21 knockouts. Uh, looking at his record, there aren't any names on here I recognize. The only one that does stand out a little bit is Jorge Silva and that's only because I do know for a fact that Silva uh, he had a fight with uh, Alfredo Angulo and they went the distance but other than that that's it. None of the opponents that he's faced uh, none of them have had over 25 victories in their fights. Uh, Guerrero's the best opponent that he's ever faced. I think this is going to be sort of a uh, a feel-out a feel fight for Guerrero to see where he stands so far in the sport after taking such a long layoff. Also, it might be trying to uh, build up a, a possible fight with Keith Thurman. They were trying to make that in the past, but it didn't happen. Guerrero said that the offer was laughable and just not worthy of him so hopefully he'll win this fight uh Kamigai does look like a dangerous puncher after all 24 victories and 21 knockouts uh he's only lost once against Johan Perez but that was by a one-sided unanimous decision in a 10-round fight I think that Guerrero will uh probably win this fight I say he's gonna go with the 12 rounds that's just how I see it. Moving on. Also making his return from the milk carton is Mike Jones. Yeah, believe it or not, Mike Jones, who we last saw June 9th, 2012. Uh, you might recall that was on the undercard of Manny Pacquiao, Tim Bradley, the, the first fight. He was dropped by Randall Bailey in the 11th round and knocked out. Uh, for uh, That was for the vacant IBF welterweight title. Uh, jo Jones was comfortably ahead. It was a dull fight, but then all of a sudden Bailey comes around, uh, knocks Jones down in the 10th round, and the following round knocks him down again and uh, knocks knocked him out. And you hadn't heard a lot from Mike Jones since. I heard that uh, he was suing his manager or his promoter. I don't know who, but it doesn't matter. He's making his return to the ring. Jones is 26-1 with 19 knockouts, and he is going to be making his comeback against Jaime Herrera of uh, Illinois. Herrera 
has a record of 11 wins, 2 losses, 1 draw with 6 KOs. Uh, but he is coming off uh, his biggest win, which was a 5th round knockout of previously unbeaten Michael Finney. Uh, that was on March 29th. I have a feeling that Jones is going to uh, go back to his winning ways in this fight and maybe set himself up for another title shot down the line. And finally, last month uh, you may recall that I did an interview with former world champion Glenn the Road Warrior Johnson. One of the last questions I did ask him was if he had any fights coming up. At the time he didn't, but I found out that he does have a fight coming up. Uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, June 28th, in Kinshasa, Zaire. Yeah, the uh, exact same place where Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman. Johnson will be traveling there to face... Uh, his name is right here. Ilunga Mukabu, who is 16-1 uh, with 15 knockouts. His first, uh, the uh, only loss on his record was actually his pro debut. Uh, he was knocked out in the first round, but ever since then, he's been racking up victories. Turned pro in 2008 at the age of 20. There's not a lot of information on him. Obviously, Johnson is the uh, best and most experienced fighter he'll ever face. And this is also going to show if Johnson really has anything left. He's, uh, like we discussed in the interview, he's, uh, he's getting up there in years, he's in his mid-40s, but he still feels like he can fight, so, I don't know, I think that Johnson does have a pretty good chance, while, uh, while, uh, I'm sorry, Makabu does have a lot of, uh, victories over undefeated fighters, none of them probably have the experience, or, uh, uh, the experience or the knowledge that Glenn Johnson possesses. This is going to be in the cruiserweight division. Chances are that uh, whoever wins this fight will be set up for a title fight. It's possible. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm I'm hoping that Glenn Johnson can get the victory. It, it would be nice to see that for him. Maybe get another title shot, and who knows what happens after that. That, that'll be up to Glenn Johnson. I am a bit concerned, though, because uh, he he did tell me that he will not be leaving until this weekend. So that's only that's giving him less than a week to get acclimated to the uh, to the new climate around him. If there's uh, going to be any elevation above sea level, so we'll find out. But best of luck to Glenn Johnson, anyway. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us at www.boxingforfree.com, twitter.com slash boxingforfree, be like Eris Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson, and hundreds of others. Follow us on Twitter. You won't regret it. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Zoom, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, please give us feedback and a rating to let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.